This is Matthew Allison at Heroes Con, creator of Kankor on 11 O'Clock Comics. That was extremely strong. Ooh, I all leaned into it. Well, maybe because there's only two people on the line. Aww. <laughs> Did you see that one? I don't know what it was. I think it's a meme, maybe. Somebody got a container of Neapolitan ice cream. Yes. And, and they were the thing. Why do they call it dirty? Oh, David, I'm tired. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Hell of a thing going into an episode saying, man, I'm tired. Folks at home are going to be like, oh, this oh, is this... a real good <laughs> 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 Call the kids. Woo, gather around. Oh, this together. Those are the days. Old school, all the way. I got to be quiet now. You got to be filling the air with oh, the sound of your, yeah. your, your lovely voice. Uh, let's see. What the hell? Scratch my face. Red stuff. Uh, we all did. actually, yeah. you know what? Because since last week when I when I dropped out because of the magnet on my iPad case, I I I, I know you said well I talked about it. I didn't get to hear your thoughts uh, on comics. I just book. I just praised you. Me I said yeah. I said that's my boy. See, I was trying to. I, I was. I didn't have a chance at work at all to um find the part in the episode where I dropped out so this way I could I could hear it so well I cleverly manipulated it so it didn't really sound like it I think I cut out a couple of oohs and ahs and a bit of dead air so it doesn't didn't really sound like you uh we were gone for all that long but what I actually said was I said in addition to it being one of my uh, all-time favorite single issues it contains among many things Probably one of my top three all-time favorite stories as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Art Spiegelman's um, Ace Hole Midget Detective. <laughs> Look at that thing when you get a chance. Okay. I don't know if, you, if you've you've read it yet, but it is an amazing strip. He does so many different things in that. He plays with the art form to so many different degrees. Um, in the old EC tradition, when they used to have the uh, the cameos on the front with um, the faces of the hosts, you know, the Crypt Keeper and blah, 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 and they would be in circles. Well, he calls out different characters of um, that appear in the Ace Hole strip, but instead of delineating the characters within the circles, he shows what method he used to draw them. Like one's a brush, one is a, a, a nib, a pen nib, the other one is a... It's a a marker. It looks. It's really neat how he did it. Oh, okay. Like not not the characters. The actual process is featured, but it's still like the character's name will be over the circle, or under. I forget. And within the circle is the 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 manner by which he rendered those characters. It's amazing. And Picasso is in the strip. How could you not love it? Oh. Picasso is an actual character in this thing. It's amazing. Stipple. Brush, it's, it's so underground, it's, it's, it should be illegal. And it was in a Marvel comic of all things. That's what boggles my mind about that book. Published by 
at the time, the mainstream publisher, mm. and it is Dirty AF. <laughs> it's it's um. They they talked about thing. Well, it's just coming out of the '60s, right? So you know everybody was still reactionary and and thought that their reaction actually had a chance. Um, or, or would get a voice, but you know, you know, it was the, the, the you know, women power, and it's it's very cutting edge, and it's Marvel. Thank you, Dennis Kitchen, but it's still it's Marvel comics. It's I don't think Stan knew. Well, if you read the the history of comics book, Stan really didn't know what he was getting into. <laughs> Go figure. <sighs> Sign that name. But anyway, hey everybody, look at this. It's eleven o'clock comics episode three. Hundred and seventy-five. Wow, my goodness! And I am Vince B. You are Vince B. And uh, I am the other half of this episode, David A. Price. Bullpen bulletins is back, baby. <laughs> Sticking it old school, yeah. Jason, um, there is a slight chance that Jason may be with us tonight. Like myself, Jason is going away for the week. So you will be hearing this on Thursday, but no, no, pick- no, 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 I have no, to, I no, have to tell the no, truth. Thank no, you, David Rice. No, Jason will be contacting us from Turks and Caicos, and and hopefully he'll be able to come. He'll he'll his satellite phone will be able to uh, contact us, call in. And and we'll get him on the episode, hopefully. But it is it's it's Wednesday night. We haven't read any of the new comics. We're gonna talk about last week's comics. That's all you need to know. That's <laughs> it. Period. That's that's everything you need to know. And ironically, I'm guessing tonight it's gonna be pretty Marvel heavy, which is very fitting, right? Because that's how we started this all off with the bullpen bulletins. All we talked about, most of what we talked about. Was Marvel. Towards the end, David had to start straying, oh, talking about all these other things. Oh. Keep it real. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, and he just left. Yeah. <laughs> he just left. He left. Oh, where's like, that email? Diva. Where's that email? I'm just not feeling it, Vince. I'm not feeling it anymore. I don't know. I like how you, but I like I, how you change your names to, to not protect the guilty. I am drinking because this is a very special occasion. I'm here with my 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 one of my best buddies, my best buddy. Um, I'm drinking Yingling Lager. Wow! Yes, it's skunky as hell, and the bottle is sweating. Oh, but I'm gonna drink it anyway. I'm I'm not proud. All right. Well, um, because in honor of 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 Jason, hopefully making it tonight. But if if he doesn't, uh, I figured I'd have one of his favorites, and I'm I'm. Uh, I'm sipping on some Sterling Vintners collection, uh, a nice blend of, of red wine. So that's, uh, that's pretty damn tasty. And, uh, yeah, that's, I've, I've pretty much had wine all night tonight. So I'm sticking with that. And, and I have some water at, at, at the ready because I'm almost done with this glass. And you know where you can get some tasty discounts on your favorite comic books and collectibles? At our sponsor. Discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. That's dcb as in boy, service.com, where you can reap massive galacticized discounts on your favorite stuff. 
Brick and mortar cannot compare to what you would get at dcbservice.com. The, we are in limbo again. I, I really don't yeah. like this time because I can't pimp what I think is worthy, is pimp worthy, right? Uh, so we're in this amorphous, like, ooh, we don't know what's going on, but rest assured, I always say this, the discounts will be plentiful and deep. So many discounts, you will be amazed. If you are a first-time customer and you go to Discount Comic Book Service, you're going to be like, this is what these people are paying for these books? Oh, my God. I have been an, an utter fool playing, paying retail, retail for my books when you can get them 40, 50, sometimes even more. It's nuts. DCBService.com. Go there. Do it. Yep. Nicely done. Well, it's, it's old hat. Well, you know. It's it's old Ed Pisker bucket hat. I love that hat. You do love that hat. I wouldn't be able to rock that hat though. No? No, I I got a big head. <laughs> I do. Hats don't look good on this uh melon. I'm gonna get my uh my book out here so we can write some notes for the people playing along at home. This is awesome. Yes. I wanna talk about the book that uh we teased towards the end of the last episode. We're going to follow up something we don't usually do. We tease things. We don't usually follow up on them. But this week, wow, I have to follow up on it. Yeah. Yes. Written by Mr. Mark Guggenheim. Fitting. Pencils. Pencils in top form, I may add, by Mr. Carlos Pacheco. Mm, Do you agree? I agree. Massive form. Inks by Mariano Taibo and color by the ever-capable Mr. Frank Martin. This is the Squadron Sinister, number one. It's a Secret Wars book. It is crazy (laughs) what went on in this issue. And you know what? It felt like a double-sized issue because so much happens in this book. You can can give them the the short story. Um, Basically, your Squadron Sinister... Is it's the Squadron Supreme, but in the Secret Wars reality, they're they're not so good. They're not so nice. Well, they they weren't in Roy Thomas's initial rendition. They were the Squadron. <laughs> they, they, they were the Squadron Sinister. So it's what I first of all, right off the bat, the old school Justice League of America cover with the roll call right, on either right. side, the Justice League <laughs> and the Justice Society. Um, and painfully obvious what they're trying to do here. Well, and which is why I thought it was pretty nifty that um, you had Guggenheim write this because um, it, it he did write some of the uh, he wrote the the Hyperion versus versus Nighthawk um, Max miniseries. Right. He he basically picked up Squadron Supreme after. Um, JMF, JMF, JMS started it. Um, but it's, uh, so you have the, the old school Squadron Sinister, the, the Squadron Supreme that you may, um, you may be familiar with if, if you read the, uh, the old Mark Grunewald series. Uh, but then you have the newer, most recent Squadron Supreme with, uh, with Nighthawk and Dr. Spectrum and Blur. Um, right. but it, it, but go, go ahead. Guggen- Guggenheim is not going out of his way to mask the fact that 
the Squadron Sinister is, in essence, the Justice League of America gone bad. Yeah. It, it's it, from the cover, like David said, straight through. You have um, the characters are analogous to. You have Hyperion, which is your Superman. Superman. Nighthawk is Batman. Yep. Doctor Spectrum is the Green Lantern. Wizard, gee, what, who could Wizard be? <laughs> uh, the, the Flash and the Warrior Woman is your Diana, Wonder Woman, yep. and then uh, the. Um, the Squadron Supreme basically is the same thing, only slightly modified. But we'll get to that later. So in this continuity, which is a mishmash of four, at least four continuities, Doom is the lord and master of the entire kit and caboodle. Um, and the Squadron Sinister has taken it upon themselves to annex cultures. Yes. Which means planets. They're, they they are they will go to the planet, raise the place, and then rule it, uh, reaping the rewards of the the the, the production, the money, the the culture, everything. Um, and uh, a callous disregard for um, not even hu- a metahuman human human life. life. Yeah, they they just don't care. They will destroy you. They will kill you. To, 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 uh, make their, their ends. And the, the opening scene is nuts. Um, you, you have the, the Squadron Supreme and burning people, eviscerating them, um, blowing them up is, it's, 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 it's crazy. And it's the Justice League on a rampage. What was the, the bad Justice, Earth 2? Earth 2? Uh, yeah. Originally, Earth yes, two. it was Earth 2. It's the Earth 2 Justice League. Crime Syndicate. It's crazy. I say crazy because when when, when you no, see no, this no, issue, no, 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 Earth Three, Earth Two was the Justice Society, was the All Star Squadron, World War II. Earth Three, Earth Three was the Crime Syndicate. Originally, back in the day, then then we had uh, post crisis and whatnot, and then Grant Morrison wrote that OGN that was Earth Two, and that was the flip side. But and I had to laugh because during the battle, which was not really a battle. Uh, the other, the other, the, the forces of good or the forces of not the Squadron Supreme really didn't have all that much of a, a chance. No. And, uh, so the, the, the Sinister, they're doing what they do. And in the middle of everything, Hyperion and Warrior Woman, they just start making out. So it's, it's another analog to current DC continuity with Superman being romantically linked to Wonder Woman. Um, squad, uh, Hyperion is sucking face with Warrior Woman. They're not, they don't really even care because they know what a lopsided contest this is. Not, it's not even a contest with a, um, there's one woman that's actually pleading for her life. It, you know, if you expect me to beg, I, I'm not gonna do it. And, and the, the, um, Dr. Spectrum. Green, the, Dr. Spectrum, the Green Lantern analog, just, yeah, whatever, and just burns her. She's, she dead. She dead. It's and and it, and it gets worse from there, but the uh, sinister is greeted by one of uh, Doom's Iron Th- uh, Thor Corps. In this case, Iron Thor. Yeah. And he's talking to Hyperion, and he says, uh, it, "He's he's making it pretty plain that Doom knows what's going yep. on. The, the the Squadron Sinister are getting uh, a bit too overzealous." In there appropriating um, all these planets, and Doom notices it, but he doesn't come right out and say it. He, um, he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, 
you're you're getting a little little bit uh, a little uppity. Uh, you're you're reaching here, and uh, I'm not saying doom is noticing, but you know what, doom is noticing. Yeah. And and I appear and like, look, just go go look around, see what we're doing. It's all on the up and up. We're, yeah, we may be getting a little a little annex crazy, but it's 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 for the purposes, for the realm. It's it's all for doom. Yeah, right. Um, unfortunately, Iron Thor turns up dead. Now they have a real problem because once Doom finds out, and it's not going to be long before Doom finds out, they're, they are going to pay the price for whoever did this. It's a mystery, but it's also, you got the new universe in here. Did you notice? Yes. One of the characters, um, Ken, well, he's got. The, you have you have Starbrand. He has a Starbrand tattoo on. Well, and well, the first Starbrand. What was his name? For the life of me, I don't remember. Ken. Was it really? Yes, because Duck was always like. Oh, you're talking right, right. The the, the original, the, yes, right. Yeah, Ken. You're right. Where's Duck? Well, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure this is um this is the she's chick ten, from uh, Spitfire. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah, these have to, and, and Homeboy's probably from Kicker's Inc. I was waiting. I was like, well, you can't have the new universe without having Merc, but then hey, who shows up at the end? Merc. Uh, so not only do you get the new universe, you also get the Shadowline saga, yes. which is awesome. One of my favorite things that Archie Goodwin ever instigated for the epic, epic, yes, it was, um, Dr. Zero. St. George, Powerline, and then when it all started going south, they took, I think it was the remaining 14 issues. There was 14 issues left to tell the story, and they packaged it in prestige format volume, seven of them, two issues plus uh, preludes and, you know, in, interstitial stuff and then epilogues, and they, they finished the story that way, but... Dr. Zero's in this, but he does not last long. No. Which is kind of good because have you, did you make it through all of the Shadowline saga? No. Dr. Zero was always a dick. <laughs> He's the very reason why the Order of St. George exists. The, the, what the Order of St. George did is they would seek a human host for their mystical armor. That's the St. George armor. And the existence of this person was, for one reason, to battle the dragon. It's the classic Saint George and the dragon. But in this case, the dragon is is not a you know a dragon per se as a mythological creature you know that breathes fire. The dragon is called the Dragonazzo. That's Doctor Zero. Doctor Zero is the dragon. So um, these knights would try and keep Doctor Zero in check. But and if you read the story. All, all the issues, the the word Machiavellian is mentioned more than once, <laughs> way more than once, because what Zero would do is he he on the surface was this superhero that existed to serve the people and and you know stop natural disasters and and help out any way he can. But behind the scenes, he hated humans because Doctor Zero is a shadow. He is the shadows were. Um, Essentially, humans that evolved differently. They were metahuman, but they're uh, ageless. They they only started aging if they reproduced. 
and Dr. Zero didn't reproduce. He's the oldest shadow. He goes back millennia. And he's become incredibly powerful, Superman-level powerful. And so he would work on the surface as this nice guy, but behind the scenes, not so nice a guy. Manipulating, causing strife to keep humanity, uh, you know, uh, teetering on the verge of, of destruction, just to keep things unbalanced, right? Um, but a woman enters his life. I think her name was Sheila. And she kind of tempers his bullshit, but... As the way things go, she's killed by uh, Henry Clerk. I love Shadowline, so I, I, I'm just going to go in deep. The uh, Henry Clerk was this physicist, a human, who uh, he was crazy. What he wanted to do was he wanted to blanket the globe in radiation because humanity needed it. They, they needed it. They needed it to to uh, those who would survive would turn become better. Uh, they would evolve, and those that didn't didn't really deserve to live anyway. And um, Doctor Zero uh, fought him at one point and won, and fucked with his mind. And he became um, uh, he was working at like a chili place, sort of like with the little paper hat on and the, the you know the company shirt and everything. And uh, the one of the big bads of the Shadow Line saga, the Raven Score, he undid what Doctor Zero. You know, the, the, the mind mojo that Dr. Zero hit him with, he undid that. And then Henry Clerk just, what he was going from nuclear reactor to nuclear reactor, setting them all up so that there would be a chain reaction and the entire planet would succumb to, you know, the horrors of very, very deadly radiation. But Dr. Zero saves the day. But in this, Dr. Zero doesn't last, what, three pages. Mm. Hyperion just fucks his day up. It's true. And, and see, all these these St. George's that are going up against this Squadron Sinister, they don't even have a chance. They're all human. If, if they're playing it by the rules of the Order of St. George, all these, these characters are human. How the hell can a, can a human ever stand up to the Squadron Sinister? It'd be like, you know, you going up to Justice League. You're right. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but they're throwing themselves in front of the uh, Sinister just to keep just to try and, you know, a futile attempt to, to hold them back. But it doesn't work. Um, Hyperion kind of turns uh, Dr. Zero into a fucking cloud of dust. <laughs> yeah, basically. He just uh, he gets all solar flurry on him. Man. Uh, oh, look at look at the artwork, man. Pacheco? When was the last time we saw Pacheco? And I haven't been reading the Ultimate line. Didn't he do some stuff for that? Yeah, after he left, um, after he left DC, he came back, he did some ultimate work. Um, oh, that, that, uh, Superman run. Oh, the, was amazing. yeah, with, with, uh, with Arian of Atlantis and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. the Busey and stuff. That was, that was gorgeous. I, I, uh, I enjoyed that a lot. And, um, it, this, sorry, sorry for going on about Chatteline, but I love it. It's all good. Yeah. People need to, listen, it, do you do you re- realize that the talent that was on those Shadowline books? Oh yes. Huh. Yeah, no. It's... Sinkevich, Kyle Baker, um, Kevin O'Neill, um, Gray Morrow. Dennis Cohen. Dennis Cohen. Yeah. Yes. Did some Shadowline. Um, no, look for it in the uh, in the back issue bins. I mean, next next time you're at a con. I mean, the next one that's coming up, I think. Well, there's one this weekend, I think, in Florida. But yeah, when you're going to a con, 
just look for the old Shadowline stuff. Yeah. Super, super yeah. cheap. Yeah. One, one or two of the critical mass books that was the, the uh, prestige series that ended it all. One or two of those may be a little bit difficult to find. And by, I don't mean difficult like, you know, golden age book difficult. I mean, yeah, you may have to do a little bit running around, but you'll eventually find it and not for a, a whole lot of bucks either. So the, uh, so aside from the universe, aside from, um, the Shadowline folks, we have, uh, um, one of my favorite parts, which, Instantly, uh, basically, I, I, I stared at this panel for a while before moving on with the rest of the book. But I, I, it was a huge thing for me in Future Imperfect. I love trophy rooms. I, I, I yes. love being able to pick and 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 take a look and see um, what we're what we're cleaning, what we're picking on, mocking, making fun of, whatever, however you want, you know, just just. Or, or just throwing out, um, throwing a bone, a wink and a nudge to, to remind you of, of what else is going on. But I mean, you have mother box, you have the, you have a lantern, you have, uh, a lasso, you have Hawkman's helmet, you have green arrows and, and, and a quiver and a bow. You have, you have a utility belt and it's just, and it looks like they're, they're, they're all meeting at, at the hall of justice. Yeah. Aside from the lantern, which is kind of modified, I mean, it still base, has the basic shape yep. of the, the green lantern, the, the classic green lantern. Yeah, the um, Alan Scott. Right. Everything else is pretty much dead on. They didn't embellish at no. all. Like green arrows quiver yeah. and the bow, that's, that's it. You know exactly where that came from. Batman's utility belt. Um, I'm guessing is the mask. Is that, um, uh, what the hell was that character from uh, Infinite uh, Psychopath? Yeah, Psycho Psycho. That's who I thought it, it was. It's definitely not the Doctor. Fate No, because and I'm thinking that's the Doctor Fate um cape back there. Right, that's what I was um, thinking too. Yeah. But it's it's interesting that you have the mask between the lasso and what I would think would be Wonder Woman's bracelets. Right, right, yeah. Um, but that's Hawkman all the way. Yeah, that that helmet. And What's with Mother the crystals? Box, Do you think that's from the Fortress of Solitude? Yeah, could be. Could Love be. that. Plug that in. Let's, Let's talk to Marla Frando. <laughs> well, as long as you uh, keep your little cellophane away from me. The uh, <laughs> what should I call it? There, and there's a little um, murder mystery, well, mystery type aspect to the issue. Um, yeah. How about the design on Iron Thor? Dude, that's that's killer. That is. It's, yeah. it's, we need we need a pop of that. Oh, for real? It's yeah. yeah. Because you got it's it's red and gold. It's it's the wings on Thor's helmet. Um, it's the, uh, the 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 embellishment on uh, on on Thor's old tunic. Um, it just and and it even extends past the waist and into the thighs, just like um, his tunic would with the belt. It, just, it it's right. really a um, it's it's a smart design. I I, I really really like it. Um, yeah. But the thing that gets me, and I don't know if you had the same question, as Hyperion and, and Warrior, Warrior Woman are going at it again, I mean, they seem to be like yeah. bunnies. They just can't stay away from each other. When they actually show the the body of Iron Thor with the with the hole in his mm-hmm. chest, do you think he was an android? I mean, and and if so, who cares? 
You know what I mean? Not to to be all humanity now, but if if he's a robot, why would they care other than the fact that yeah, Doom's probably going to be pissed, but it's not an actual human being in there. From what I could tell, that crater in his chest, that's just that looks to me like either rock or metal. It doesn't look like flesh and blood unless, unless it's cauterized. Unless it's cauterized. Unless it, it's it's just been burned so that uh, the heart has been ripped out or blown out based on um, yeah because they don't they don't make it um, explicit no. that that was a there was actual being in there they just said you know we got a problem because even even wizard when he shows up he says you know um, calls him hammerhead you know there's no uh, and and it looks I mean even the word balloon has the little electrical charge attached to it, but that's just because he's in armor. It it, it just it, it could be... Yeah, a, and I don't see any blood. But, saving grace, whatever hit him could have hit him so hard that it pushed the armor and, into the into the into chest the wound, cap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like the uh, the tweak to the to the coloring, because when you when you find Iron Thor on the table... You turn the page and it's much brighter. It's mm. much more vivid because now you're in present day uh, or present yeah. time. I, I also appreciate it because it, it, it took me a minute as I was reading this page while they're going at it, bumping around, bumping uglies from room to room. Um, <sighs> I'm like, why didn't they not recognize? Why did they not see? They've been lashed. They've been throwing each other around this room. How did they not see Thor? But it's, they ended up in that room because when you look at the top panel, you see Thor's foot on the table in the background. So they haven't gotten to the, to the meeting room yet. They've been bouncing around. So when they finally get into that room, that's when Zarda is, uh, notices it and they bring attention to it. And, and, and Hyperion's such a dick. She's all screaming like, she's, she's moaning my God because he's on top of her. And, but she's the, She's saying that because of what's in the room with them. And he's like, I know, I know. Just, yeah, just take it, take, take it all, baby. I'm awesome. But you know what? Now that you uh, commented on the the difference between the two uh, Iron Thors, I'm kind of going to put my David A. Price hat on for a second. That kind of bums me out because it's the same damn drawing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same drawing. It may be inked again on the second on the following page, but essentially, it, yeah, really is. It's it's the same drawing. Yeah, it maybe it may be a smidge smaller, but yeah, which is easy enough to do in Photoshop. But and but you know, come on, Pacheco can handle it because. But look, you also on, you on don't. But, but you don't want. You, it's a crime scene. You can't move the body. No, you can't move the body. You can move the camera. You can move the camera, <laughs> but but that would have been if if this was all on the same page, it would have worked because. But I mean, once you turn the page, you're you're basically breaking the scene you're you're you've you have you've changed the camera angle at that point but if it was yeah. if it was the old and then the new right underneath it on this if it was a dub one page two panels i i would be cool absolutely cool with them reusing the image because you you're you're trying to just you're showing it was a split second in in there's a very the time shift works on the same page. When you turn the page, you're breaking that that seal, and, and therefore, uh, it, yeah, changing changing I, the camera angle around would have worked. 
I, I like the fact that the lighting is different, meaning obviously hours have passed between the time they f- they found the body and they gathered the troops and, you know, we got to talk about this. Um, they have clothes on. So, yeah, time did pass. And if you look at the, the circular, like the discs, mm-hmm. it, it was inked again. It's not the same. Well, you look at the, um, either that or it was scumbled with the, with the color. Like they could have gone over the black layer with a little bit of color just to make it look like, yeah, we inked this. Well, look at the, black. uh, but, or is the, the, the piece of the boot that goes over his knee. Right. The shadow is yeah. a little bit heavier so. on, on, well, a lot heavier on there because the light, is stronger from the window on the first instance than the second. The the sun has moved, so or suns, whatever, has moved, so the shadow is now kicked to the right. So yeah, but it's a great drawing. Yes, it is. And and it's just a little bit of weakness on, on Pacheco's part. It's just a little. I I'm just being David A. Price for a the second. uh that normally doesn't bother me, but you pointed it out and I was just like <laughs> the uh I I thought the um the tweak on on the uh the Nighthawk cave in, instead of a giant penny he's just got that dollar bill hanging there <laughs> loose eye cuz you know fuck a penny can, can I be Jason <laughs> dollar bill y'all <laughs> dollar bill <laughs> nobody want no loose change up in this piece he's got a playing card he's got his old Nighthawk outfit there um you know they're not it's the cover tells you we've basically expressed it on every page we, we've read about this issue. They're not, they're not subtle. They're not hiding the fact that it is, it's Marvel's Justice League of America. And, and it, it, it was supposed to be, it, well, it was, legend has it, there was supposed to be a, a Marvel and DC crossover kind of slyly done, um, between Roy Thomas and not Conway. Who was it back then? But they were going to, um, that did not happen. At DC had to make their own analogs, which I don't think they've really used since that story, but Squadron Sinister, Squadron Supreme, of course. Um, well, Morrison more than made up for it in Multiversity. Oh, yeah. Because he was rocking the Marvel characters like crazy. Yeah. First. But see, what's, and I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to, stoke any fires or, or troll or anything like that but yeah. you see something like squadron supreme and it's like wow it's like marvel or even even when hickman was doing it in new avengers during one of the incursions and and he had dr fate and batman and superman and 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 green lantern and he, and he brought in those the rags morales drawn issue of, of new avengers where he had um analogs of DC characters, of DC Justice League characters. Uh, when Marvel wants to use, in air quotes, the Justice League, they treat the characters with respect. I mean, yes, okay, Hyperion, everybody's killing civilians and whatnot because they're bad guys, but they're, whether you want to call them a crime syndicate or not, they're, they're characters that, that, that have some, some death, some life to them. Morrison, he makes the Avengers, and instead of the Incredible Hulk, he makes a baby with a big head. It, it, it's a Hector Hammond baby, you know. Or you just have, or you have Captain and Iron Man, and they're just they're just like bumbling fools. And it's like I don't, I don't know if you just are are trying to 
mock the competition or, or, or their fans, or you're just, you're just like, oh, I'm going to have a laugh. Like instead of nobody remembers first comics or eclipse. So I'm like, I can't use any of those characters. So let me just use the, uh, the other guys. And, but I mean, they, they just, I got, got to bite the big dog. Uh, it was, but I mean, it, we're going to play fair. The Avengers way back in 60, what was it? Four was a reaction to the Justice League. They, Marvel said, we, you know, we gotta, we need a team. Well, Fantastic Four. First, right. But yes, but yeah, that was the, the, the Avengers were, but the Avengers Mark. were Ant-Man, Wasp, Iron Man, Thor, and, and a Hulk. You know, it's not, right. it, it wasn't until the fourth issue when things started popping, but yeah, huh, it's, it's not like, uh, give the Hulk his due. Dude, he, he bailed. <laughs> he was like, and he, and he was smart well, for doing it's, it. It's like, I don't need this shit. Um, <laughs> stick them out, bitches. But no, it, it's, you're right. I mean, it's, they, they do that. Absolutely do that. And, and, and that's fine. I just, when, when you want to, when you want to see DC characters in a Marvel comic, you get Squadron Supreme and it's, it's a pretty cool story. When you want to see Marvel characters in a DC book, it's, you know, a big blue baby. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> just, just what the fuck? You are butthurt. It's not, no, it's not it's butthurt. It's, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's disappointment. So nah, Mars is better was, than that. It's just, but it's. He, he's a loyalist. Well, he was. I mean, that was, DC was his home base for a long time. And he was getting the chance to do that story that he claimed was the culmination of everything he's been working so, at DC. So, so, so mock, whatever. Mock, mock Marvel Boy. Mock, mock the guy he created. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. That's too, that's too close. That's the person. Like anybody gives a shit about fucking, what the fuck's his name? Novar? I just, please. You're fine. I am. You are. But, see, you may be asking yourself, <laughs> How did I... you people, you people at home, you may be asking yourself, well, why would Hyperion mess with Dr. Zero in the first Holy place? Holy crap. Okay, we're going back there. Sure. Yeah. Well, because, Dr. Zero, like I said, he's got the, a mat on for the shadows. Uh, he is one, but he wants to ensure his uh, supremacy among the shadows. So he has this weapon. It's an Argonite weapon that uh, can destroy shadow beings. But unfortunately, Argonite is Hyperion's kryptonite. And Hyperion is not having it that there's someone out there that has a weapon that could potentially bring him down. So that's why the Squadron Sinister and Mass lay siege to uh, the Shadow Province and try and take out... Well, they don't try. They do. They take out uh, Zero and they secure the Argonite weapon. And you have the whole Bruce and uh, Clark rivalry going on in here, too, uh, with the, the trust issues... And uh, because now um, Nighthawk is in possession of the Argonite weapon. He has a a, a, uh, a weapon that could pro- possibly bring down Hyperion. Would, would, but Hyperion says he trusts Nighthawk. He doesn't, <laughs> of course. And, and Nighthawk, in turn, doesn't trust Hyperion. There, there's so much going on behind the scenes. And... We'll, we will leave you at least there is blood, David. I'm looking at the page. 
where Hyperion is oh, examining. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There, That's right. There is blood. All right, case closed. There you go. It was uh, at least on. some some kind of flesh and blood in there. Um, so uh, the, we will leave one surprise for the very end in the fact that there's another person that is yeah. uh, playing playing both sides of the, the field or many uh, sides. It's. I thought this issue was incredible. Yeah. It, it gave us so much in in what twenty twenty one pages. Uh, it, like I said, it felt like an extra sized issue. Lots of dialogue. Yeah. More than than usual. More than many contemporary comics contain. And that's that. I think that's a thing you could say about a lot of these Secret Wars books. They're because they only have four issues to to get this whatever they they plan to get done done. The, they, there has to be a, a decent amount of exposition because you're being thrown into worlds that are have recently been created. We don't know the lay of the land, and we have to glean whatever we can from the dialogue of the characters because, God forbid, they use a caption box. <laughs> um, but so far, I mean, it's it's worked out really well. I think so. Yeah. No, it, it was a... Um... It, it was definitely a, uh, we read Weird World and we're like, wow, this is, this is top notch. This is really, really good. Um, the Squadron Sinister is, is up there. It, it's, yeah. it's different. It's, it's superhero-y and, and it, it looks different. It reads more like a traditional superhero comic book than, than Weird World, um, did, but it's, uh, yeah, they, they, Pretty much neck and neck for um, for my favorites. I mean, I, I've enjoyed just about all of the ones that I've read. Um, there are a couple that I still haven't read. There's one in particular that I probably won't read, but it is overall um, that what? <laughs> Which one is that? Which one is what that I won't read? Yeah. I won't get into that now. Uh, okay. The um, but what was interesting is that there is one that I did read and. Uh, you and Jason loved it. I, I I wasn't really feeling it, mostly because it's not my favorite era of 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 these characters. But it also reminded me of a um, and I we could probably save Ease for Extinction for when Jason's here. But it it kind of reminded me a little bit about Years of Future Past, which was fantastic. And as I'm reading. Most of, almost all of the, the these Battle World books, all the Secret Wars tie-ins, uh, it's um, it's not that it's it, it it's not event fatigue or anything like that, but it's the same reason why you may not read every single book a publisher puts out. If you, you may not read every Marvel book, event or 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 otherwise, uh, there are a lot. Of books and some of them with the same characters in different settings, um, feel very similar. We're, 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 we're treading on, on similar ground almost within the same week. Um, Runaways was, was somewhat like that. They, and then there's also the, um, the, the device of the big reveal 
on the last page. Someone sitting in a chair and it, dun dun dun, and it, it's just some of it. I, I, I kind of I'll, I'll read a few Secret Wars tie-ins and then I'll need to read something else just because I'm. Um, it, it I don't want to say it's too much, but it, it's I don't want to. I guess it's getting muddled. It's just, I don't want to lose track of, I, I want to be able to sit down and, and say why I enjoyed Ghost Racers and not confuse it with the Inhumans book or, or Modoc Assassin, even though visually you never would, but it, it, I, I just, I need, I need a little bit of a breather. And, right. and there are some of them where, um, some of them are different enough where a, after I'm done reading Squadron Sinister and Infinity Gauntlet, then I can go read Where Monsters Well, because that will feel different and, uh, or Planet Hulk. And, but some of them, especially the first issues, they were kind of starting to, um, say, hey, here's another futuristic setting with, with a Wolverine. And, and it's like, I just read three of those. I, I think I need, I, I need something else right now. Wow. I may be an easy sell. Well, I am an easy sell when, when where it comes to Marvel, but I'm digging ninety percent of it. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Yeah, I mean, I didn't read um, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies yet, but but Steve Hugh oh. art. I didn't read the Armor Wars books yet, but I'm going to. Uh, I haven't read sixteen oh two yet, but I'm going to. Oh, that was great. If if you um, read the uh the angela series it's basically a continuation of that with the same creative team. okay cool yeah um in in 1602 albeit but yeah the uh thor's i thought was great um i i i like law and order i i like uh nypd blue i like the cop show so i, I thought this was this was a pretty neat t- i mean you know you have you have thor who's big and and you know, braggadocious. He, he's just, you know, he comes into a room and he's larger than life, but you have a whole slew of Thors and they're, and they're Doom's cops. Um, so it's, it's almost funny in a way that they are, they have to use their brains instead of just, I'm going to use my hammer and, and smash things up. And it, it's, it's, and they're not all the same. It's not like, you know, they're just, they're, they're clones of each other. They are, different versions from different universes of 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 a thor but uh that's some big doings when you think about it that the asgardians would swear um loyalty to essentially a human in a, in a metal suit well he's god he's the god's god well, he is god but he is not a god and they are all gods unless uh, of a sort well yes because um in, in, of course, in the movie, um, they don't claim to be gods, uh, whether or not people, humans view them as such, but, uh, they don't walk around saying, you know, I mean, yeah, he's Thor, God of Thunder, but, uh, the, um, there is one Secret Wars tie-in that I read that actually kept its numbering from when it was an ongoing book. The, the the most recent issue of Punisher, number 19, has a Battleworld banner on the top, and it's got the Secret Wars logo on the bottom, and it takes place minutes after Secret Wars number one. Because Frank Castle walked into that, into that bar where Wilson Fisk 
and Bullseye and so many other villains were. And issue 19 picks up pretty much right when he leaves that bar. Wow. But it's a super time. I'm looking at it right now. Yep. Yeah. Let's do the, uh, the necessaries written by Nathan Edmondson. Mitch, uh, Mitch Jareds, uh, did the art and the cover. And he was, uh, helped out by Andy W. Clift on colors. Yes. That cover is insane. It's a great cover. Mitch's covers have been fantastic on, on this run. Uh, at first, in the first issue of Secret Wars, the lettering gave it away, but I, I thought because of all the bad guys that were in this bar, that it was the ultimate version of Punisher and the ultimate version of, of, of these bad guys. Cause, um, you know, Wilson Fisk is currently has popped up in Wade and Somni's Daredevil. And that takes place out in San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't seen Sam in, in a while, uh, bullseye. Yeah. So, I mean, I, but I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know if these were the ultimate versions, but as you can tell, when you read secret wars, lowercase means, Ultimate Universe, their conversations weren't in lowercase, so it was, they were the 616 characters. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he walks out, pulls this mask down, and the, uh, couple of the Howling Commandos show up and, and tell him they have a job for him. And, um, he, uh, it, it looks like that's Bullseye's bloodied glove, uh, hanging around. Um, because, uh, they, they, they tell Castle, they tell Frank that if, um, you know, we, it does look like, yeah. right. Yeah. We have a job for you unless, you know, there's more supervillains you need to kill. And he goes, no, I pretty much wrapped this up. So, oh no, I, that pretty much wrapped up my bucket list, which is great. Uh, I was one thing. Poor Sam. And I don't know if this is a, uh, um, I don't know if this means anything, but as you read the issue and you go through the entire book, uh, not once does this mask, does this hood come off his face, come off his head. Yeah, you're right. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, I, I wonder if it's really Frank under there. I mean, who else could it be? But cause it, it, it's not the female cop. Who, who tried to kill him. And that's the thing. It's like right the, the end of issue 18 where she shot Frank, she shot Luke, the coyote. Um, and he's, he's holding the dog and they're sitting on the steps and it's like, you know, Fini and, and it's the last scene for the Punisher. The number 19 comes out. It's a secret wars tie in. And basically he, he, he just went from it's, it's eight months later. And, uh, and so now, the incursions going on. He makes his way back to New York um, from LA. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened in the eight months that would require um, Punisher to, to, to need a mask. I mean, I don't know why all of a sudden Frank would be bashful or, or need to hide his identity. Um, but the, uh, the art, especially in the plane while they're, they're taking him to, uh, to greet is just, Fantastic. Uh, I, I would love, Mitch didn't have any art from this issue at Heroes last weekend, but it's, uh, two weeks ago, but it was a, um, I, I would have 
love to have flipped through some of this. Uh, the coloring, there's, there's a neat little effect when there's an explosion going on. You have the, the heat waves and, and, and the way it, uh, causes the, the, the images to be all, all, all blurry. And it really is a, a great issue. And, and it's not, I, I guess you might, aside from the first two pages, People might complain, oh, it's a secret wars. It's like a red sky in an issue of Teen Titans where it had nothing to do with, with Christ and Infinite Earth. It's like, you had two pages in the beginning. What the hell does this have to do with secret wars? And, and, but, you know, if, if they're trying to be truthful and, and pick up where that one scene from the first issue of secret wars, uh, took you, left you, then, uh, then that's fine. It is a secret wars tie-in, but overall, it's a, um, I, I, I thought it was a, uh, a great issue continues just the story that, that Nathan and Mitch have been telling. And, uh, I, I don't know if issue 20 will have, um, uh, or if we're even getting an issue 20. I, I, I don't, I think we are. I don't, I, I'd have to look at previews. Well, judging by that last page, um, if you get an issue 20, it, it may be the last issue. <laughs> right. Right, because it's it's um he's got a flare on his chest. Right, well she the skull. It's um well in in the uh in in the copter when when they were bringing him to the location, she uh, she said if you really want to make an impression um just uh put a flame up to uh up to your chest. And so so she had marked it so that you would see the the, the flaming punisher skull. So I don't know if that will eventually die out or if or what'll happen but um when i was reading it this morning it it very much felt like there'd be a part two to this issue but yeah maybe not i mean it's it's it can be a punisher ending when when he gets to the end i'll 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 reread it afterwards but um like most of their run this particular run this volume um you almost have to reread it just because um he's loaded for bear on that last page i mean he's got explosives strapped all, all over, over him. yep so i'm i would assume that this is the last issue i don't see how a human it being well can, be. can survive that yeah this uh, it, it there's an air of finality to that last yeah, page. and especially as, as the inner monologue the, the conversation he's having with himself it, it it definitely feels like you know this is this is my swan song and um it's and now now that i'm looking at the issue uh-huh. i don't remember mitch using this many instances of the stamp filter there's a lot of the photoshop stamp filter in this with the backgrounds. Okay. And the, the, uh, let's see. I, it's, it's on almost every page. So th- this is pro, I, w- I would think that this is them just, you know, this is the last issue. Let's just get it done. Cause I don't remember him doing this in previous issues. Not to this extent anyway. He, the, I mean, the guy can draw. Right. Like hell. Um, and it, I, I don't want to rag on it. But the digital fire turns me off too. On the last, oh, just just with with oh, the, with the, uh, with the, the heat up, wave and stuff. Yeah, the upturned car with the digital fire on it. Yeah, it's just meh. Draw it. Just, yeah, and, and I know you can do it. Oh right, that yeah, that that was a little 
I'm not, I don't want to be a downer, no. but you know, I gotta, gotta be I'm honest. You're good at it, but no, I, I... Yeah, look, look <laughs> <laughs> on the facing page with the, uh, with the, uh, facing the one with the upturned car, the, the profile. We are ready to come out of the shadows. Yes. That's a damn sweet drawing. It is. Yeah. It all, all of the, the characters are drawn extremely well. Yeah. Dude gets a fucking bullet right in the back of the head out the mouth. This is brutal. Yep. And that, that's something you could say about this entire series from the, the inception. Actually, that's a, been, that, that, that's a blade. That's a knife. Is it really? Yeah, it's no, I'm zoomed in. But, okay, see where, or you got the guy looking at the drone. Yep. And then you got the whatever coming out of his mouth. Yep. And then that is Frank in the third panel. Yes. Aim, aiming. Yes. Why would he be aiming if he threw a knife? No, no, no. The, the, I'm, I'm pretty sure the... The knife, I, I, it looks like a blade. I mean, I know where. It does. It does look like a, you're right. It does look like a blade. So it's entirely possible then that, that it was just a, a projectile from the gun. Right. He did. He did now. It he don't did. matter. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find out if like, if there is a number 20. Yeah, I don't, I would lay money on there not being a, another issue. <laughs> I don't see how far. <laughs> Frank is going to get out of that. Well, he doesn't have that to. Is... I mean, it could just. It, it, it... Oh, it could be alternate universe and bada boom. Here's another Punisher. You mean continue in the Secret Wars? Well, yeah, I, it's oh, man. I need to. I need to find a. Um, damn it! I need to find a previews. Uh, I have one right here. While you uh, talk a little bit more about something, I'll open up the previews and see if there is a Punisher uh, solicited in the July 2015. Okay. Um, and I think, yeah, as far as this issue, I'm going to go back and reread um, Frank's captions. So this way, uh, because I... I was getting kind of lost in a good way. I, I was, I was wrapped up in the art. So I, as, as I'm reading and, and Frank's talking, and then you have the bad guys talking. Um, and then I'm just looking at, at the art. Um, it was also early this morning. So it, it could just be. Are you kidding me? Why can't you do thumbnail view on a freaking PC in, in Acrobat? <laughs> It drives me crazy. I think you got to bring up like the sidebar or something. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up no sidebar. Mm. But I don't think this previews includes the Marvel previews. So I don't know. It remains to be seen. We'll see. Ooh, there's a lot of good stuff in this previews. But anyway, I'm getting distracted. Oh, uh, remember when you said um, the character was from the? They call him Jack in Squadron Supreme, uh, Squadron Sinister. That I bet is Jack Magnaconti was his name from Kickers, right? The football just, player, and that's whose artist says uh, that Magnaconti sent you when. Oh no! Right there, you go. So it was. You're right, dead on, Kickers. Yep. And then she's probably for uh, Spitfire. You know, a lot of people uh, back in the day made fun of those New Universe books. There was they, more gold them, than there half was. Half of them, half of them were good. The the the, the right, four that right. were good. DP Seven, Psy Force, oh. Star Brand. You better say Nightmask. I'm not going to say Nightmask. 
dude. Dude, it was a dreamscape uh, copy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the coolness. Oh. And uh, Justice. You did say Starbrand, right? Yes. Okay. Long Star as you said Starbrand. DP7. Yeah. I like I liked Merc. Merc was good. Merc was okay with the Grey Marl first issue. It was, it, it was, but I think that was bi-monthly. It was, um, but, uh, Night Mask, Kickers, Spitfire and the Troubleshooters, um, and Merc was, Merc and Justice could probably have been swapped depending on, on the, on the month, but, um, there were three that were really strong and then three that kind of weren't for me and, uh, I think we can agree that Starbrand was the best. As flagship. Yes. I, I it, it is the template for for Valiant. Go yeah, back and read those absolutely issues. Absolutely right. The, the attitude, the the uh, the character's mental state, how to how to react when you have powers. He didn't fly. He just kind of walked, floated around on the air. You know, he just just didn't realize he was on the moon. Um. Kenny was a was a mensch, but it was it was yeah. Uh, yeah. Um and then uh Jim Shooter left and John Byrne was petty and it was a um <laughs> John Byrne fucked it yeah. up. He said, Oh, oh Jim Shooter's from Pittsburgh? Alright, I'll teach him. Oh, I'm sure he's worried. You know the thing that bothered me the most? Um, and this is petty. The uh star brand issue with the X characters on the cover. Oh, because it was a convention or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but still, <laughs> it just bugged me because the, everyone knows that the X book, uh, Uncanny, was the top selling book. The thing oh, was, oh, this was supposed to take place in the real world, and and you can't. How, how are the X Men going to be in this? And and you know, so but they tried to do that. Yeah, they tried to do that cash grab. Oh, the X Men are in it. They're on the cover. Yeah, oh, I feel you. Uh, we we were buying everything back then because we could because the books were they cheap. Were cheap, they were stupid uh. cheap. Um, what else? What else you got? What else do I got? Um, thanks to the boy, I have been reading West Coast Avengers. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, it's actually the Family Ties volume, and this includes. Uh, West Coast Avengers 1, 2, let's see what the last issue is. I think 9, yes. 1 to 9, but it also includes two issues of The Vision and The Scarlet Witch miniseries. And um, I had forgotten just how convoluted the whole Ultron, Wonder Man, Vision thing was. It's a mess. Don't you think? The whole origin story between the connection between all those characters and how they they go about explaining it it's just it's so unnecessarily interwoven like Hank Pym comes to the the, the West Coast Avengers he's done being a superhero he's finished he's just Hank Pym now he wants nothing to do with the costumes he, you know he's his own man horrible suit and all but so. Baron Z, it's, I even have a hard time remembering it. Uh, just how it, how it plays out. And I just read the damn thing. So Ultron created the vision from the body of the original Human Torch. Right. 
and used the using Wonder Man's brain patterns. Yes? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> it says they're really not specific on why Ultron used Wonder Man's brain patterns. Like, well, how did he even get them? What, what was, what was the deal? It just, this is what kind of I loved and both hated about Marvel at this period. This story goes back all, I mean, Baron Zemo's involved. It goes back a long yeah. way. You had, you had to have read, you know, Avengers and, uh, you know, how interlinked the Marvel books were back then. They were crossing over and, but luckily the editors were, did their due diligence and you would get, if you don't know what we're talking about here, go back and read this issue. A little, little tiny editor's note, which is great. <laughs> but, um, that aside, the whole interwoven, and that's the chunk of this book is this the relationship between Hank Pym, the Vision, Ultron, Wonder Man, um, and they even bring in, uh, the idea of, uh, it's called family ties because Scarlet Witch is actually thinking of, you know, maybe there's a possibility that I can bear children with this dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all saw how that turned out. Um, but, uh, Hank is a, a stump man, goes on Johnny Carson and tells the entire world that, yeah, you know what? I'm guilty of embezzling money. It wasn't my brother. The Grim Reaper, uh, who did everything in his power to mask the fact that I really took the money, made himself the bad guy, and um, goes on Johnny Carson, and Clint is pissed. What the hell did you do? Why Why would you go on there? You didn't even consult us. You just went on and just spilled the beans. We're the Avengers. Clint has these issues. He's forever in the shadow, Steve. Yep. Um, because he finds himself at the helm of the West Coast branch of the world's greatest super team, and he's got a lot to live up to. Um, so it, it was originally Baron Zemo, the Enchantress, and the Executioner, right? Who had Simon's body, and then they through whatever I think it was early issues of the Avengers in the 50s Simon eventually joins the Avengers and makes it seem like he's on the up and up and then he turns on them and tries to take them out and he says whoa what am I doing and then he turns on the Executioner and the, the Enchantress and Zemo again but and there was one thing I, I asked Jason about in here Simon is like I'm from the Amazon and I'm dying of a rare disease and if anybody listening, Jason didn't even know what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. If anybody knows what kind of disease Simon was dying from, was it the ionic radiation or something that used to make Wonder Man that he was, that was bringing him down? They don't, they don't say. And I was like, what? So I'm not going to go in my boxes and go dig out that issue of Avengers. So I just kept it on good faith because, uh, Engelhardt's, I, I like Engelhardt's stuff. He's he's not as um, in depth as Roy Thomas, but not by much. I mean, Engelhart goes; he does his research. He goes back 
and and brings everything into it. So you have Grim Reaper, Wonder Man, and and Necra's in here. Um, meanwhile, poor Tigra doesn't know what she is. She's a cat. She's a woman. She she flip flops between these uninhibited just lust for any man, the attention of any man near her. To oh my God, I'm Greer. I'm Greer. Was her name Greer Nelson? Yeah. Uh, I'm a woman. What, what is, what is happening to me? And there's one, uh, part in here where she's telling, uh, Bobby, Mockingbird, you know, uh, I, I throw myself at anyone near me and I'm thinking, why don't you throw yourself at Mockingbird? That would have been an issue, right? But. Uh, we weren't uh, ready for that. I, I, I'm playing to type. But that, I mean, that could be explored. And the, the best part about these issues is, it was at a time when, the Thing solo book was doing fairly well. So uh, he extricated himself from the Fantastic Four and became a wrestler, which is extremely dumb. And I even thought it was dumb back then. Um, because as I was saying to David, superpowered or not, there's only a few characters that could get into the ring with Ben and not lose. Thor and the Hulk. The champion. What? The blue dude from Marvel 201 Annual. Dad, no. That's bullshit. That that fucking issue. Yeah. But, so Ben Ben is is on the outs with uh, Fantastic Four and he's tooling around and um, rescues this uh, Firebird character. The the first female Hispanic superhero, or so they say. And uh, he's in proximity to the West Coast Avengers and Hawkeye badgers the hell out of him. Come on, you know you want to join. And Ben's like, what are you crazy, you wackos? I'm not joining you. I don't want any part of a team. I'm, I'm Mr. Solo now. But he keeps hanging around. <laughs> he just doesn't join the team, but he just keeps hanging around, helping them out. It's just a lot of fun. Mo- mostly because, and I think David and I are going to part ways on this, I really like Al, Al Milgram stuff. I re- Especially when Joe Sinnott inked him. Oh, good God. So clean. It's just beautiful. You're not even going to comment. I am. No. Really? His... I liked him. I like him as an anchor because he, he truly lets the pencils work shine through. He's, he's, he's the anti-class. He's the anti-Tom Palmer. You want, you want to see what, what the pencilers Pencils look like with just just some embellishment, then it's Al's your guy. Um, there's no there's no like Al Milgram stamp like there is with the other two guys I just mentioned. But you as, don't like him as, as, as a pencil? penciler. No, his 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 caricature and and at the beginning of Marvel fanfare and the inside cover that was great. But his, his Hulk, his incredible Hulk run, his, his West Coast Avengers run, no, I, I was not, his, his Avengers, just his regular Avengers, like when, uh, they're in the whole, um, Spider Woman on Death's Door issue where it just, no, I, it, it, it was, you, you like to use, you know, workmanlike and, and, and it was competent and it, 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 clean it, dude it is clean. clean it is very clean but it there's no there there's nothing there's no flash there's no pop there's no it's his kid 
a lot of his character. If, if someone's laying down in a bed, it, it, it's the same type. They look just like they would if they were standing upright, walking down a hallway. It, it, it's just it, it, their bodies just turn ninety degrees. It, 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 there's just very. I don't really like his faces. I don't. Uh, it's not. I know. I. I just. It's. I, he worked on a lot of stuff, and and I'm I'm glad he was there, and and he was um the uh there was the the the, the Peter Parker Spider Man where uh, spectacular Spider Man during Assistant Editors Month, where it was also the the fly with Hembeck, and um I like that issue because because he he worked on that with with Hembeck, and and it was but as far as his his mainstream superhero stuff, not. That he penciled, then inked, not not or like you said with Sinek, but no, his his layouts, his um, come on, Sinek can make everything. Yes, yeah, that that yeah. that that looks shiny and clean, but it it just his his style just did nothing for me. That that that's what it is. It's nothing to do with okay. with. Um, well, there's not really a, his style is lack of style. It's just plain, unadorned, a very classic workmanlike. Um, composition pencils everything. I, maybe it's 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 the the wayback machine for me because I look at Milgram stuff and for my money it is I would rather look at that kind of approach to sequential art than what we get today. But I'm looking at issue two of Vision and the Scarlet Witch, which was penciled by Richard Howell. And I'd be really curious to know if Don Simpson ever worked mm-hmm. with Richard Howell or was a friend of Richard Howell. And maybe uh, Howell was under uh, intense deadlines with this issue because there are panels in this uh, Vision in Scarlet Witch number two that I swear were drawn by Don Simpson. And it's not just the quality of the line. It's the way the bodies contort. I mean, you, you're very familiar with Don Simpson. You know, mm-hmm. when you see a Don Simpson drawing, it's unmistakable who drew it. I see just body positioning in this composition. It screams Don Simpson. There's a panel where Necra is, she's got her hands on Tigra and Hank. She's pulling Tigra's hair and she's got Hank by the, the jacket on the shoulder dripping with Don Simpson. It just, it, I'm telling you, it looks like Don Drew. And, and then you'll turn the page and even the, the inking changes. And this was inked by, um, let's see, going back. Give me a sec. It was inked by Andy Mashinsky. So maybe the Mashinsky's the connection between uh, Simpson and this issue. But to me, it's unmistakable. I may just be blowing smoke out my butt, but there are panels in here that I would swear on a stack of $500 bills that was drawn by Don Simpson. Check it out when you get a chance. Okay. You'll be like, yeah, because I know you. You'll look at somebody yeah. and be like, damn. But no, I'm having a lot of fun with this. I'm not through with the first volume, but um, I'm on issue... Uh, Eight, seven, or eight issue, yeah, and Master Pandemonium's in it. I love Master Pandemonium. 
Such a goofy villain. <laughs> you, go, you go after him and his, his appendages turn into demons. Yep. And then he's just hanging there with like, if his arms turned into demons, the arm, the sleeves are just <laughs> drooping. They're just flapping in the breeze. And at one point, like his arms and his legs, he's like a torso. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, why can't we do that today? That is fun to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's, it's extremely fun. And he's going around. Are you one of the five? He's asking all these, he asked Firebird if she's one of the five. He asked Bat. Like, what, what? He doesn't explain himself. And that, that, is it Asmodeus? The damn bird that smokes cigars and follows him around? It's just silly. But it's fun. I like to just peel back the brain sometimes, enjoy these characters I, I know and love in just ridiculous situations. And that's what West Coast Avengers is. It's just cheese. The, the, the dialogue, maybe Englehart was getting paid by the word. I don't know, but it lends me to believe he was because the letterer must have hated him after he got done with this, with these issues. So wordy. Oh, but fun. It's it's just a, you know, uh, Bobby and Clint just going back and forth, you know, Honey Bear, uh, calling each other lovey-dovey names. It's it's silly, but I love it. It's just how could you not? How could you not? Seriously, I dropped my notebook. Oh no. Yeah. What do you have? I have news. Jason's coming. Well, all right. It's not great news. Oh. What do you have news? The Punisher number twenty comes out in July. We do get a last issue. The, the the cover has the um really interested to see what goes on in that. It's it looks like the skull is um formed using the the, the, the holes from a machine gun like in a target. So mm-hmm. so that that that's that's what forms the skull. The skull eyes um the words the and end are in the eyes, uh the eye sockets with some blood and uh basically the solicit says oh on, and the banner at the top it's still a secret wars tie-in and the banner at the top says last days of the punisher and the solicit says the last day with a bang not with a whimper so this is probably the last issue 20 so i wasn't completely uh hung over and 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 completely nuts when i i felt that this did not read like a final issue um it, it probably could have, but I, at least I know that I wasn't crazy when I, it, it didn't feel like it to me, so I'm, I'm glad I'm somewhat redeemed as far as that goes. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if we pick up right from the Flaming Skull and, uh, go from there. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. You want to talk a little bit Infinity Gauntlet too? Very little, cause I only got, about well, we uh, a few pages into it, we don't. I won't spill the beans. Uh, but, but so you you saw the part where you thought I, Mom, I was going to love it. Yes, <laughs> Mom's an idiot. No, she just wants to protect her family. No, she you. doesn't. She, she no, she. Oh, everybody get a star. Everybody gets a star except you. And the little girl's like, no, no, he's got to come with us. And then, oh, everybody's going to fuck. Oh, come on. Let's be fair. <laughs> you, just, you got to be a little fair. You are giving a 
cosmic weapon to a sentient being. Yep. Wouldn't you think it wouldn't work on a dog? Why would you think that? Because tradi- traditionally, well, I don't know. It could be like the the, uh, the Green Lantern Corps. Maybe it works on a. It probably does work on aliens. But this is a dog. Uh, it's, it's in, in it's, the in the hierarchy of of mental processes. Yes, dogs can be very smart, and they are very smart. Right. But it's still, and I'm, I don't use this in a, in a in a derogatory way, as far as the brain goes. It's not the top of the life form chain. You know what I'm saying? Spoken like a species. So, so you, you, Jason? No, 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 no I'm kidding. It, it's you. Yes, from from your point of view, from from a I'm a human they being, can't even see and this color. is what. Well, this could be debatable, but it's okay. We don't. All right, this is this is alien technology. So yes. we do obviously it can tune into it, it hones in on any type of uh you're not gonna give a star to a rock. Oh okay, I'm no. not, you know, but but would you give a star to a rabbit? If Yeah, no. why would why, why why would a rabbit not be able to first well no, case. see this is the other thing though. Dogs are loyal. This this exactly is extremely loyal to this family. This this and, I wouldn't and, give it to a cat. And the girls look at well, I, I, <laughs> maybe my cats. Well maybe maybe Sasha Rocket would run away. But it, it's the uh ironic. But it, it's um it's it's I would think it's different for a dog and a snake or a rabbit or right. a chipmunk, a raccoon. But it, it's it's a um If I had to give it to an animal, I would give it to a dog. Sure. And let, if there wasn't... Or an a, ape. A, uh, yeah, if there was a chimp or a silverback gorilla around, you know, chances of that not being very high, I would give it to, to the, the, the primates, but in lieu of, of, a, of a primate, I would give it to a dog. I just, I I, I kind of... It's got to be the smartest dog ever. I almost was squeaky when it happened, because I mean, I'm I'm a fan of crypto. I Like you said, with the Greenland. Yeah. You know, you have, you have Nort, you have, you know, other, you, you have Chip. I mean, there are. Nort's a talking dog, though. That's a little different. Well, he's like, he's, see, he's goofy to Crypto's Pluto. It's, it's just, you know, how, why, why can this dog talk and, and walk on his island? Yeah, you're and, right. I never, and, I didn't, I've never thought about that. So. That's pretty damn smart. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. But you have now, 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 now zigzags in in Novacord, which is pretty cool. But it, it's, I, I thought it was pretty neat. I, I got a kick out of it, and and it, I thought it was great. There's a, there's a lot happening in the air, and um, between the, between the oldest daughter telling her story, and 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 mom trying to get everybody on the same page and, and, and scolding everybody. I mean, you're all, you are literally learning under fire and, and this, yeah. this family, um, the family that's still been on, on the planet. Um, they, they've been handling their own and staying alive. And, um, mom's somewhat the outsider at the moment, but you know, she's trying to keep the family together and keep everybody alive. 
Yeah, dad's kind of bitter, and I think I would be. Too. I would be too. Yeah, I, no yeah. problem with that. That that's that that's. I mean, she's hot, but I think I would be. A little I don't know with all those scars now, but no, it's it's uh, she's oh. been battle damaged. Um, the uh, and 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 again, still nothing. There's, I, the the children, nothing about the issue that I've read so far. Just been nothing that's annoyed me. Is I've said that's you know oh there's a kid that's gonna be like Molly in the first issue of the Runaways it's like oh jailbreak it's like oh really we have to we have to make sure everybody knows you're you're 11 it, it's just it, you're in the school well actually and you don't well see we're getting into Runaways or I'm getting into Runaways now but it, it there I, okay. I think Dugan and and, and Weaver make a really solid team and and I think it's it's appropriate then that that they're listed as as the storytellers they're they're sharing top billing in, in this issue it's not writer artist it's these are the two people bringing you this story um definitely in the running for the best illustrated secret wars book it's 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 there's not too many spaces no I, there's there's yeah i mean it's it's infinity gauntlet it's weird world it's Squadron Sinister. Um, I, 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 I would be hard pressed to pick one. I really can't. Um, because Ghost Racers, that, that, that does what it's supposed to do, but it's not as, it's not as drool inducing as, as the others. There's an elegance to Weaver stuff. Oh, yeah. Where, where you would, it would be inappropriate for the Ghost Riders book. Right. To approach it's, it. It's like fitting for Ghost Racers, but it's not, it's, it doesn't stop me in my tracks like the other three. Right, right. I'm sure Weaver could pull it off, the Ghost Racers, but um, the, he just has this very, it's an exquisite rendering uh, of, of basically everything. Um, and you could tell that it's it's really thought out. He's not approaching each page. He's not hitting the ground running. I'm, I'm guessing that there was a, Fair amount of design work before um, he whipped out the first page. Now, how far did you get? Did you get through the entire battle? Uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay. I don't know if the battle well, ended. Right. I won't. Some. Uh, uh, it it has ties to the uh, the larger Marvel universe after a while, such as they are. I won't. I won't be specific. But you, it's it's cool. They they spilled the beans on the f- cover for the first issue. Yes, yes, they did. Like we, we we knew from before we even read word one of the story yeah. that the entire family was going to be getting. Uh, yeah, it's almost like the first, they, they they could have made a double sized issue out of the yeah. um yeah. Holy mackerel! I'm just looking at these pages and good lord. They are intense. There's a lot of work on these pages. Yeah. I want a hardcover of of all of them. All these Secret Wars books. Give us let's see. We are talking to date. Um forty five single issues uh tying into Secret Wars. Not not counting the main the main Secret Wars and not counting Battle World. Because I'm, Battle World is more of a, it's close, more, more closely linked 
to the main Secret Wars book. So I don't count that. But if you want me to, will we get two Battle World so far? Two Battle Worlds, uh, a source book. Did we, get, we didn't get the second one, did we? Oh, journal. Was, journal, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we did get the second. Yes, you did. Um, yeah. got the two issues of 2099. Uh-huh. Um, it, I can go down. We have, uh, as far as what I have in my library right now, uh, two issues of Mordok Assassin, an issue of Corvox Saga, which I didn't start yet. Um, one E is for extinction, two issues of, I think two issues of Years of Future Past, or did the second one not come out yet? Uh, let's see. I only have one issue. Yeah, me too. Two issues of War Monsters Dwell, two issues of Infinity Gauntlet. Um. Two Spider-Verse. Two Spider-Verse. Uh, two Planet Hulk. Two Planet Hulk, one Renew Your Vows so far. Old Man Logan has two, Master of Kung Fu has two. Yeah. Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars has two. Yes, Inhumans. Has two. Inferno. Has two. Infinity Gauntlet. Has two. Yeah. Carol, uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps has one. Uh, Armor War, you said Armor Wars has, has two. two. It's the 1602 Angela has one. Uh, has one. Marvel's Runaways has one. Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos has one. Marvel yeah. Zombies has one. Ghost Racers has one. Uh, Little Marvel has one. Future Imperfect one. Uh, so we're talking at least 45. So far. Yeah. So you figure. And a handful of weeks. Yeah, I, I'm thinking three omnibus editions should uh, encompass everything. I want them all. I want to. I want to revisit. I would these say I want them all, depending on how they are broken up. Well, like any anthology, you're going to have to take the ones you aren't that keen on. Like I'm fully expecting to pay for Old Man Logan. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> like pay pay again for Old Man Logan, but. You know it's going to be side by side with maybe Master of Kung Fu, or you know where monsters dwell, or God forbid Weird World. I'm going to buy it. I'm just going to buy. The, they put hardcovers of these books out. I'm going to buy them. I have to have them. I think this is a great event. I I'm liking the 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 uh, tie-ins better than the main series. And main series is great, but these tie-ins, they're so diverse, and um, the the status quo is, is different for every one. It's just fun comparing Master Kung Fu to Mrs. Deadpool right. or, you know, what's going on in, in Ultimate End. Well, whatever. I shouldn't have used that as an example because I don't really care what's oh, going yeah, on in Ultimate End. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, like, Extinction Agenda, this stuff is fun. That one I still have to read. Um, that's the Simonson era X Factor, right? Uh, yes, it is. Um, let's see. There's that one I still have to read. Um, shoot, there was. Uh, hold on, Runaways. We should save Runaways for Jason so we can talk up Sanford Green's art, which was great. That was that was the um, that was the yes. high point of the issue for me. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the art was great too. Like Runaways, as, as, uh, in contrast to Jason and yourself, eh, uh, Runaways didn't really do all that much for me. Initially, it did. 
like maybe the first, what was the first uh, one? There was, you have, hold on, I have the hardcover is right above me. There's, uh, volume one was, I think, like the first 18 issues, volume two and three. Volume two is where the ongoing started. Wow, I didn't even get to volume two. I petered out well before issue 18. I, I enjoyed, I, I, or was it just 12? But I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of the Vaughn and, and Alphona issues i didn't get it i i still haven't read the uh the terry moore run um i didn't even know terry moore did a run yeah yeah wow uh after uh after vaughn left there was um and then you had the various uh the civil war or the um the cg the, the when eight when it came time to do the the times for those you always had the runaways team up with the young avengers um but the Runaways in this tie-in, Secret Wars tie-in, is not. It's not the Runaways that I read that Vaughn introduces to way back when. Some of them. Yes, Molly. Yeah, some of them. But um, the thing that kept my interest was you throw a Hulk in the mix, especially Scar. I'm okay with that. And he is, and and you know, he's a bodyguard of of Amadeus Cho. Yeah. Um, there were and what uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger was the um, Cloak and Dagger. I was very happy to see because yeah, with with you? two of them, they kind of offset Jubilee. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. And 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 again, this who is not a vampire in this uh Well, someone. I don't know if they were just trying to be insulting, but it was referenced that, uh, right. Um, but it's the gang, the night witches. And apparently she and Pixie have had a fling. Um, that'll get you raring to go. Uh, there was, um, uh, what else? That says the last page was like, okay. Let's go. Let's move it on from here because Valeria shows up. That to me says that this miniseries is going to have bigger connection to the the main Secret Wars. But this, but that's if this is the same Valeria, even though that she was talking to Doom. Um, he got Bucky as a home honor. That's fantastic. Uh, but we've we know that Doom is pretty much probably the only single entity in in this existence. But we've, I don't know we've, about we've, that. Have we have we seen more than one of Sue and Franklin? Well, yes, we may have seen more than one of Franklin. Maybe, maybe have we have we seen more than one of Sue? I don't think so. But have we seen more than one of Reed? That's what I'm saying. I was that was my next question. There are there are some characters who uh, I mean, granted, I haven't. Like I said, I still haven't read every single tie-in yet, but because um, there's more than one Doctor Strange, he was in the body of the Punisher, right? And now he's in the body of Wolverine, right? And um, so there's more than one. And you know, you, you cited the example, the most obvious one. Doc Ock has been like a zombie. Yeah. He's been in in Modoc Assassin, Assassin, right? So there, there are multiple versions of these characters running around, but I can't recall if we've yet to see 
multiple uh, first family? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's the Fantastic Four continuity is all singled out. For reprint purposes. Um, mm. <laughs> not like this. The, um, what else? Uh, yeah, there was, oh, I read Moon Knight. I read the, uh, I read Moon Knight 16 because I had to, um, talk to Colin Bunn about his, uh, his Moon Knight work. I, I basically told him, and I'll, I'll tell him when we get him on the show. Um, his, his arc, his, his Moon Knight run very much feels like a continuation of Warren's six issues. Woods, not so much. When, when, when Brian Wood popped in, it, it was not such a smooth transition. And I kind of wish that, that Cullen followed Warren and, and Wood didn't. Um, yeah. See, I left with, uh, Declan. He still does the covers. Yeah. But when he stopped on the interiors, that's when I, Moon Knight's a hard sell for me. I would then, then just do me a favor. You can skip the Brian Wood run, read the Cullen stuff. I love the, the Ellis. What was it? Five issues? Six. Six issues. Read the Cullen stuff. Trust me. Okay. Oh, I like Cullen. I know. I know. And, and, and dude, you're, you're talking to me about Moon Knight being a hard sell. Come on. But it, it's, if, if I'm sticking with it, it's, I, I think Holland's stuff is more right up your alley. And the art has been fantastic. He's been really lucky with the, well, even he said, he said he's, he's, he's really happy with, um, with the artists they have, uh, working with them. But, um, I, I just basically had to tell him that I, I've just been really, really enjoying it. And I had to wait because his father and son were, um, where we're looking through, uh, we're showed up at Colin's table to get their Deadpool issue signed. And Colin had a couple of, um, uh, Deadpool's secret, secret wars variants. So he was selling those and signing them. But, uh, the father was talking about how this son, and some may have been maybe 12, 13, but, um, yeah, like dad, we, we have to get to Cullen's table because we, he, he, I gotta talk to the guy who writes Deadpool and, um, it was, it was neat to see because dude, we, we sat in that hotel <laughs> back in 2006 with, with him and, and Chris Omni and, and Michael Lavery and we were just chilling and it is freaking Colin Bunn and, and you know, writer of the sixth gun and he's just been Killing it with, you know, he's, he's doing Sinestro. He's ascending. Writing, writing Deadpool, writing Moon Knight. Man, it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for him. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be great to talk to him in a couple of weeks. Um, remember the time <laughs> on the Around Comics message board when, I mean, we had just met Colin at that uh, convention mm-hmm. and I, sent him why well, posted the uh picture of the oven with Cullen's face in the oven. Yeah. Get it? The bun in the yes. oven. And and he was just like Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I thought it was funny. I, I still think it's I funny. Know. But, <laughs> and, um, he just, uh, we warmed up to him. He's a, he's a great guy and a, he's a great writer. Mm-hmm. Yep. But again, you're right. He does seem to be paired with really great artistic talents because Brian Hurt, forget about it. Yeah. Seriously. He's great. I uh, read the last issue of Spider Gwen. I did not. At least the last issue, in, last issue until the fall. Um, it was like, who didn't know that wasn't coming back? True. Uh, it's, I hear she's popular. A little bit. I, I, I still want that hoodie. Um, even with the pink? Even with the pink. You're a manly man. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I don't, I don't think I can work pink. I think you could. I don't know. Mm. Uh, what the hell else? Um, yeah, you obviously wanted... there was a convention a couple weeks ago, so I'm just still trying to catch up from that stuff. Um, I can talk about what I have on tap. No, you were talking about the inconsistencies between, what was it, Superman 41? Like, the whole lowest Superman thing. So this, okay, um, did you get a chance to read it? I'm not reading that. <laughs> Sorry, I want to hear you talk about it. I don't want to, well, I'm not going to read it. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with following clues and, I mean, we, when you got into comics, you know, you did not start with Fantastic Four number one or X-Men no. number one or you you picked up well you had Fantastic Four land in your lap but you know you would you you picked up an issue of Incredible Hulk and then you went it, it was in the middle of a story and you go back and you try to figure out okay well then let me just get the next couple of issues prior and see you you were dropped into stories basically whether it was right. like a two-parter of Marvel team up or whatever but you didn't get everything all at once. So I'm okay with having to um, go back and, and fill in the blanks and, and, and try to figure it out. But because this is happening now and, and the way these, these issues are being released, this is what's – I don't understand why they couldn't hold back an issue and, and wait for I, it, Marvel's done it. You know, they, they, they've, they've finished a story that, you know, was, was tied into something else. And, and that issue was, was falling behind or they would just wait like civil war. And, you know, you've, people are going to bitch one way or the other. There, there really is no winner. But my issue with this is that we've had action comics, 41. We've had Superman, Batman, number 21. Both of these issues feature the new outed appropriate for the news and um Oh look at you. But we're not we're not recording on the day of the announce on the day of the ruling. Uh the um the the this depowered or not as powerful uh buzz cutted Superman. Everybody knows is Clark Kent. So these two issues take place after we know who he is and 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 so now we're living this life with 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 Clark Kent who everybody knows is Superman um then you read these two issues and and the action comics issue um written by Greg Pak and and art by um Aaron Cooter and and he's 
in, I want to say Alaska, but basically he, he buys a motorcycle and he is going to ride down back to Metropolis and, um, sleep and eat along the way because he has to do that now. Um, and then he, he gets home and there's an incident going on at the pier. He's going to, um, help out and the bad guys are, are fighting him. And then that's that to, to be continued. Superman, Batman, Superman wants to go to Gotham and see if Bruce can, uh, shed any light on what's going on. But he finds out that Bruce is no longer Batman because of the events from Endgame. Uh, but in that issue, he spray paints a motorcycle and decides to face this new Batman on his own. Uh, and that's the end of that issue where Batman is, is descending from, um, from the sky. So he, they, Superman and Batman can, I guess, fight and, um, hug it out afterwards. And that's the end of that issue. And, and we'll find out what goes on in issue 22, I think. But Superman 41, written by um, Gene Yang, I believe, right? That, that is his, uh, his name is. You could say anything. I'd be like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, yes. Gene Yang is your writer. Romita Jr. is your penciler. And Klaus is your anchor. Um, well, that's nice. Dave. What is cool, though, is the, the variant cover. Uh, that I saw online for this issue was, um, it's part of the Joker 75th anniversary and it's, um, it's Superman, old school Superman, the way he used to look, um, with, <laughs> this is why it's old school Superman because it's from the first Superman movie with Christopher Reeve, but it's the scene where Superman is flying with Lois and she's wearing her dress because they went on their, their date interview. And while she's, she, she's, she's thinking a lot, she's thinking to herself about and, and, and witnessing everything. And one of the things she says, you know, is, can you read my mind? But you see Joker looking over at Superman and he's saying, can you read my mind? And he's got a luggage full of money and it's all trailing behind him, but he just, it's, it's, and it's drawn by Paul Kershaw. It looks fantastic. It's funny as hell. It's, it's a beautiful thing, but just, you know, and Superman's giving him the side eye. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful cover. But anyway, so this, this issue starts off. Um, after everything changed and it's, it's three panels of Superman sitting atop a, um, a jet and I don't know where he's going, but he's got his duffel bag with him. And, and this, these are the three panels after everything changed, turn the page and we're met with the before and, and the Superman that's, that's riding, that's hitchhiking on top of a, um, an airplane, uh, is, is the buzz cutted Superman wearing his t-shirt and his jeans. Um, but the before is the normal looking Clark Kent with the glasses and, and the floppy hair. Uh, and this issue ended way too quickly for me. It just, it went by so fast that I did not know that that was the end of the issue. I just, I, which really bugged me because I read two issues of the new Superman finally now two weeks later going to read the story that tells me how this new Superman came to be 
and it's continued. So now I have to even wait another month to continue this story to find out why the hell Superman changed two months ago. And it's just, it, it, it just, it bothers me because it feels like just piss poor planning and, and things just, if, if this is how that was supposed to be, you know, we're giving you the new Superman and then eventually you're going to find out how he got that way. Uh, maybe when it all shakes out, I'll feel better. But as somebody who wanted to give this a shot again, um, it just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth, especially when I'm reading Justice League. And that's the normal Superman, this, the normal new 52 Superman that, that, that we've been used to for the past few years. So, um, and it's not even a timeline thing with me for that. I don't care about the continuity because I've read comic books where Wolverine's in his own comic and he's on three other teams. Same thing with Spider-Man. You know, I'm fine with that. In the old days, Batman had Batman Detective, Batman and the Outsiders. He was everywhere. So, you know, I'm, I'm cool with the character showing up in so many issues in the same month. But it's weird that a story that hasn't been told yet is taking forever to tell when I've already read some issues after the fact. Right. And and, and that and that goes into the whole you know why I kind of I'm not a big fan of flashbacks because there's no there's no drama, there's no worry when I read a flashback because obviously whatever whatever dangers you faced in the story you're telling you survived because you're fucking telling the story. Right. I'll follow the carrot, but only for so long. Right. If, if they keep dragging me, like, um, Jason's favorite character, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I, there was, I got to a certain point in, in chasing that, that resolution or, or the knowledge of, you know, who he was, how he got that way. There was a, a point where I was just like, you know what? I, I don't, I just don't care. They've led me on for so long. That I just don't care anymore, and I, I've, I've stopped pretending that this new Fifty Two Superman is anything in, in which I have any kind of interest. Uh, when Morrison was writing it, the action, I gave it a shot. Um, I hate to sound like an old fart, but the the character that's running around with the S on his chest in these books is. Nowhere near my idea of Superman. right. Yes, exactly. So I'm just done. I I I, I have um, less than zero interest in this stuff, other than to hear you talk about it. Then it becomes something I want to hear, because it, it affects you. You you still, God bless you. You're still the idealistic uh, person that thinks they're going to pull this uh, gigantic uh, zeppelin out of the nosedive, but. I, I don't see it happening. Well, the, it's the the, uh, the art and the uh, it cooter's great, and that that pains me. Right? And, yeah, and, I know, I know. But it's and it. Go ahead. No, it also bothers me that one of my favorite pencilers and inking teams, the Ramita Junior and Jansen, I, I I can't even spend money on. There, there are some really, really good pages. By Ramita and Jansen in, in this issue. Um, I guess Superman's solar flare power, uh, 
it looks like it starts coming out of his, it looks like he's got heat vision going on at first, but then the, then the beams get wider. Then he opens his mouth and it looks like the flare basically just kind of emanates from his whole head, his forehead, his, his mouth. Um, so basically any opening, you know, it is. So the solar flare happens and it, um, apparently the solar flare really depowers him. He's practically a regular human after that. So he needs time to, uh, recharge and um there is someone texting clark uh first they gave him a tip which he uh he and jimmy then go undercover and and try to or infiltrate a um a weapons deal going on and uh that's when the solar flare incident happens he goes back to the daily planet and and um they talk to Lois. Uh, Lois pushes her way into the story as well. And um, while this is going on, Clark is still getting texts from someone saying that uh, now, now the next bird, now the next test says that um, there'll be a woman who will be coming to your office soon. Uh, you need to report us to the authorities. And, uh, you know, Clark's like, well, not until you tell me who you are. And he's like, well, I'm a friend. Um, but you'll keep doing what I want you to do because I know something you don't want other people to know. And he knows that Clark and a Superman. And, and now Clark is like, apparently Jimmy knew Jimmy knew that Clark and Superman were the same person. I don't know when he confided in him, but, um, he did at some point over the past couple of years. So he's trying to find out if Jimmy told anybody, Jimmy said no. And, um, then he's wondering if maybe he, he's, after he flares up and hemorrhoids, you get the, uh, <laughs> you, maybe he's a little slow and, and you can get picked up by a camera or, or a, um, you can get caught. So, so now he's figuring out that maybe, you know, he screwed, he screwed himself over. Um, so this person has Clark's secret. Clark's going to do what this person asked, uh, turns the woman over to the authorities but then um he feels guilty about it and puts on a mask and basically looks very much like um except there's an opening for the eyes and he's wearing um red sunglasses but he kind of looks like the uh Daredevil from uh the Netflix series with the the oh, wow. fear but it's um I'm sure that was unintentional. Oh, yes. So uh so Superman rescues the woman from, from this car, from the FBI, uh, but it looks like he got shot in the process. Lois points that out to him. Um, and then, uh, when rescue the woman, he, th- he brings the woman to Jimmy's car. Lois is also there. Um, Jimmy says, Jimmy's worried that Clark is bleeding and, Clark says, I'm pretty sure I'm fine, but then he groans. And then you have, um, a couple of people show up to shoot at Jimmy's car. Jimmy backs up, crashes into a building or a dumpster or something. Uh, but while he's backing up, either he or, um, Lois are asking Clark if they're, if, if he's still with us. Um, they crash, they scream Clark. And then the next issue is Clark Kent DOA. And I'm like, how is this? Why is this the end of the issue? 
Like it, it's stuff happened, but it kind of feels like nothing happened. And and I still don't know why. All I know is because of Superman, Batman, a conversation Clark and Lois had that Lois is the one who basically reported this story that that Clark is Superman. So I'm guessing, you know, we're going to find out in this Superman story or the story taking place in the Superman comic. But we again, we, we haven't gotten there yet. So Superman, Batman, unlike the old Superman, Batman, is in present continuity and tied with the other books. Tied with the yes, tied with with the new look Superman and the new Batman Darko armor Batman. So, so it, like the old Triangle books, it, it has to be read with the action and. Um, I'm guessing. I, yeah, wow. you know, I, it, it's yeah. I guess so. If, if you want to find out what's going on in Superman Batman, um, you should be somewhat familiar with what's going on in their own ongoing books. Because right. that that book was always the Oasis. You could read that just that if you want. Well, because to. they were. Um, because Loeb was telling stories like in in chunks, they were just. I mean, he brought yeah. Supergirl back, but you know the other stories were just. Hey, it's Superman, Batman versus Darkseid, and you know it. it or the Avengers. Right, so it didn't have to yeah. be in. Right, yeah, you could you just read it, kind of like um, Avenging Spider Man or Kirkman's Marvel right. Team Up, where it, you know you didn't right. it, it, it didn't need to be read with uh, with Iron Man or Spider Man at that time. It could just be. Whatever. When I first got into comics, um, Superman was omnipresent. I mean, you couldn't go to the newsstand without having to thumb past a Superman. And it was Kurt Swan, which really didn't do anything for me. As a kid, I have since grown to appreciate the man's art. but So I always bypassed Superman. Didn't really care. Over the years... Um, I did get a love for Superman, and do you know, ironically, my favorite Superman artist is also my favorite Spider-Man artist. Oh, okay. Ross Andrew yes. and Mike Esposito. Yes. Yeah. And when I, that's the thing that brought me into Superman, seeing, wait a minute, I know this artist. This, I, this stuff's on spot. Yeah, okay. So I started picking up Superman. I think it may have been back issues because I believe Andrew and Esposito did Superman first, didn't they? Then they went on to, no, maybe not. I don't know how it worked out, but either way, I recognized Andrew's art and started buying Superman. And then I continued with it well past the point where I shouldn't have, um, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Superman issues. So I'm not hating on Superman. I love the character. It's, and, and the supporting cast too. But it's just that this new 52 Superman, it just doesn't feel right. Nothing about it feels right to me. I know. Sad. I can't be, uh, digging on my boy, Romita Jr. But you'll have that. It's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Um, we should start uh, the big old wrap here because we're over two hours. It flew. Wow. Yeah. And you have talked more this episode than you have in the past 20, 25 no. episodes. Yeah. No, just it. kidding. If you would like to save a whole lot of money on your favorite funny books and collectibles, there's only one place to go. Only one. Discount 
comic book service, dcbservice.com. Get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door. Minimal effort, maximum gain. That's how it is. In your travels, I've been on a um, hardcover kick lately. You know why? Why? Because I'm going to kill that Yorkie. Because, um, not really. Marvel, as they are wont to do, blows out their back stock. Gives uh, comic book shop owners the chance to uh, make a little bit of green selling hardcovers on the cheap and trade paperbacks. This past Wednesday, I was lucky enough to find both volumes of the Captain Britain. I guess you could call them archives because they do collect material from 1976 on up. I got, uh, this is because of Jason, because he loves Captain Britain. I love Excalibur, but my exposure to Captain Britain is limited to Marvel Team Up. Hello. Yes. And Excalibur. I have no idea what went on in these British, um, weeklies, I think they were, of Captain Britain. I was shocked to learn that Herb Trimpey. Yes. And, and John Basima penciled this stuff. So it's a lot of fun. It's, and it was Howard the Duck too. But they don't reprint that in the Captain Britain uh, books. Um, Claremont wrote it. It's obviously um, because he was the guiding light behind, behind Excalibur. It's really cool. And all the characters are there. Betsy, Jamie. So it's like you hit the ground running. If you've read Excalibur, you're going to know who all these characters Well, not the villains. But you're going to know who all these characters are. I'm loving it. I'm having such a great time. Half of the um, halfway through the first book... It switches from color to black and white, huh. as the original magazine did. So that's cool. I can appreciate John Buscema black and white line work, um, as well as Herb Trimpey color work. I believe Marie Severin colored it as well. Um, it's just fun. The Siege Perilous and the picking up the staff and the, the necklace and, you know, I'm Britain's superhero and a bunch of bad guys um, come out of the woodwork to challenge him. A whole lot of fun. Do you know what I got? I don't know. Uh, uh, different comic shops may set different prices, but these are thirty nine ninety nine cover price per volume. Mm. I got volume one and volume two for a grand stinking total of twenty dollars. Damn. And they are big books, oversized. They're in the premiere format, so they're they're a little bigger. And I'm guessing there's like at least three hundred pages per book. Twenty dollars. So keep an eye out um, when you go to your shops. Look for these Marvel remaindered stuff that they they kick back to the shops um, and and just scoop. There's so many great things to be had. There's a Doctor Strange one I have my eye on that I'm getting next week. Really? Yeah, it's a premiere format, and it um, I think it has a excuse me George Perez cover. I, I then the title of the book escapes me, but I will be coming home with that one if it's there next week. Aww. Yeah, these hardcovers are great. Give me hardcovers or give me death. I love the hardcover. Wow. Yeah, I want to know more about that Doctor Strange one. Uh, hold on a sec. I got to reach. 
You can read. I didn't, uh, I didn't know if I was going to do this for my inner travels or not. Uh, and they even, while you're doing that, I will tell the folks, they even reproduce the some of the ad pages, and it features the mask that Jason has. Remember, um, they, they, they sent Jason the mask as well as yes, the... Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, it's in there. That's awesome. It's in there. Um, okay. And it's heavily connected to the Marvel Universe. You're thinking, okay, these are British stories. They're going to keep the connection on the on the down low. No, they mentioned Fantastic Four. They mentioned Captain America. The, uh, the police captain that uh, hates... Superheroes, because when he when he first encounters Captain Britain, he's like, you know, just get out of here, go to New York, get the hell out of 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 Britain. We don't want you. His wife was killed during a superhero battle in New York, and they met. I think it was they they don't specifically say it. They say uh, could have possibly been another throwdown between the Hulk and the Thing, or blah blah blah. But it's really tied to the Marvel universe. So that's awesome. good stuff. Yeah. Um. Well. I- Okay, I, I came back home from Heroes with um, a couple more books than I left with. Um, and they're signed to me, so obviously I'm not going to be getting rid of those. I will have to get rid of some books soon, um, probably before the, uh, the, the, the gift exchange. Um, so. You mean, you mean the summer one? Well, I did, the there was a summer one I didn't, or I think it finished, it, well, or it's this oh. month, but it's, it, yeah, so I, I missed that on that one. So if, um, if I'm friends with you, like on, on Facebook, if you text me from time to time, something like that, if I ask you for your address, um, it might be because I'm just looking to get rid of some books that I have around the house. But, um, send me that list before you be sent. Of course, man, always. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, we'll just go, it'll be a circle trick. Jason will send me shit, then I'll just send you shit. Um, Jason doesn't need more shit. But we, um, we were out and about this afternoon, um, running errands, and DSW is right next to Barnes and Noble. And I was like, oh, I'll go get something from, uh, the not Starbucks inside the Barnes and Noble, because it's one of those we proudly brew. Starbucks and we're not actually a Starbucks while Renee went looking for shoes. Actually, I, I bought a pair of shoes today, but anyway, so I'm in Barnes and Noble and I saw two things that caught my eye that I had to leave with. One is old, uh, that I can't believe I never had to begin with. Um, and the other was something I hadn't seen before. So in your travels, um, there is, you probably have this, Vince. Um, watching the Watchmen. I do have. Yeah, that. with uh, Dave Gibbons and Chip Kidd and um, Mike Essel. Uh, this, according to the Vince's favorite dust jacket, you have. Um, <laughs> it's a. Uh, it retails for thirty nine ninety five. Um, and the, actually the dust jacket's kind of whack because the, the underneath the dust jacket, it looks like a, um, a preliminary rough sketch of the Watchmen by Gibbons, which looks amazing by itself. So, um, oh, and then on the back is the finished 
version of that, probably from some promo art, which looks amazing. Um, so the dust jacket's kind of a waste here. So you have, um, this looks like a phenomenal book. There is, there's the, the, the more comics group, which is a, a Marvel comics mock, uh, looking very Kirby-esque with, um, the watcher. It, it looks like a great book. I really haven't flipped through it too much yet, but, um, it's basically, uh, if you've read the Watchmen, if you've enjoyed the Watchmen, who wouldn't? Um, then you'd probably get a kick out of this. So check out Barnes and Noble for that. Um, as would you pay for that? Oh, I'm sorry. It was uh, a whopping seven dollars and ninety eight cents. Wow, score. Yeah, um, yeah, seven ninety eight. So um, it's over there in the bargain section. Apparently, the original price at the bargain section was nineteen ninety nine. So you still were getting a discount. Um, but yeah, get get the two Barnes and Noble because you may also see this. I thought was was wicked cool. This was actually six bucks, um, where it used to be fifteen. This is William Shakespeare's Star Wars, Verily a New Hope, inspired by the works of George Lucas and William Shakespeare, and it is basically Star Wars. Told by William Shakespeare. Uh, complete with scenes and acts, and you have the, uh, you have the cast. Luke Skywalker, a boy of Tatooine, Owen Lars' uncle, uh, Chewbacca, a Wookiee, and Han's first mate. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, uh, it's, it's even got some spot illustrations. It, it's a, uh, it's a, it, it's not a lot, it's not a big book. It, it's, um, it's a hardcover. It is, uh, I'm trying to see who the hell the artist is. Um, this came out from Quirk Books in 2013. And there, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's William Shakespeare's A New Hope. <laughs> Is basically what it is. So I'm going to, I'm, I'll eventually read it and, and, uh, and just see how, um, it, it's written in that, in that Shakespearean prose. Um, it's almost like it's the script, basically. Yeah. If, if, if they were to, if, if Shakespeare's troupe was going to act out Star Wars, this is, this is, this would be the, the script that they would go by. Um, huh. so I don't know if it actually, reads uh yeah no 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 it it's they're not speaking like they did in the movie you have the verilies and the uh and and by want of keen adventure am i poor yeah it's this might be a little bit of a chore to read but it, it's it's pretty just <laughs> like the source yes exactly, yeah so i it's just it's just pretty goddamn nifty that that you know that that ian um uh blah, 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 that see because they have a damn price tag right on it that's um While you're doing that, um, one of one of our Facebook friends, while you're speaking of Barnes and Noble, one of our Facebook friends posted uh, an image of um, four, I think it was Star Wars books uh, from Dark Horse, that um, Barnes and Noble is blowing out the Dark Horse version of Star Wars. So if you have one of the those uh, stores near you and you're a Star Wars fan, you can probably score some uh, 
some hefty Star Wars collections. Oh, pretty on cool. Yeah. Uh, Ian Dosher is your um, is is the the man behind this. So um, if I find it, it it's just. It, it was one of those. Basically, if you were walking down a, a artist alley at a con and and somebody had this, you, you would probably just. That's kind of nifty, and and I, I mean the the cover looks amazing. Someone, if if this is a shorter read, then someone may just end up getting this, and and, and <laughs> the, the the less said about it, the better. But it, it just it caught my eye in the fact that someone decided to um, mash. Actually, Darth Vader kind of looks like a pimp in this with his, with his cape and his, his, uh, his fur. But it's, um. Let's hope it's not much ado about nothing. Ah! Ah, see, I can. There. Yeah. Um. That's, that sounds good. I have to, I have to admit, I'm, I'm not the biggest Shakespeare mark in the world. In fact, I, I actively run away from it. I know, I know. Heresy. Well, no, it depends. I, I don't. It's just, it's too hard to read. Yeah, I think it, it, it's, I guess, an acquired taste. I know we've, we've watched a Midsummer's Night Dream. That's, that's enjoyable. Um, there you go. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's the closest to Sandman's Midsummer. That's the closest I want to get okay. to. Okay. All right. I know I, many listeners have now lumped me into the category with Gru. Sorry. I'm, just, I'm, just not, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Shakespeare. Um, so yeah, watching The Watchmen for eight goddamn bucks. Get it? Yeah, hit, hit yes. up Barnes and Noble. And thank you for joining us on this mostly bullpen bulletins um, yeah. revival. David had to ruin it at the end, just like he did the original. Isn't that so fitting? Um, nah, just kidding. <laughs> they they know I'm kidding. Had to clean it up. Yeah, had to clean it up. Spilled, clean it up. <sighs> Um, do join us next week because the boy will be back and we will have uh, more good stuff for you. I hope the boy will be back. And we have... Um... We'll be having a guest soon, but we can't say Right. That. It's big doings. It's really big doings. Yeah, yeah. we have we have him coming up. We have... Um, Another big doings. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's... Yeah, we should have a couple of people that uh, will want to talk to you all. Yes. Um, do us a favor if you enjoyed this and I don't see how you can, couldn't, can't, couldn't come back next week and there will be more of the same waiting for you. Same place you found this one. We love you so much. Say good night. My David. Good night. My David. Oh, you said it. See, I switched it up a little bit. I thought you dropped the my because it is you. You are David. I am. You are. And I thought I thought you would jettison the my, but you didn't. You said it exactly, and that's a good thing. Say bye bye. Peace. Love you. See ya. Toodles. Safe travels, everybody. Day after day I'm more confused. You to look for the light in the pouring rain. No it's a game I hate to lose. Feeling the pain, taking a strike. So give it a beat, boy, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in a rock and roll and drift away. Give it a beat.
think I'm wasting time. So unkind Counting on you Carry me through So help me, Lord, free my soul I wanna get lost in a rock and roll And turn away Help me, Lord, free my soul For the joy you've given me Want you to know I believe in your songs Rhythm and rhyme, harmony Carry me on, keeping me strong Free my soul I wanna get lost in the rock and roll 